Hello, everyone. It's Marissa Mullen from Diving In, and welcome to our very special astrology bonus episode. So when I was trying to figure out my work-life balance, I needed to develop some more hobbies, naturally. And one of those was astrology. So when I was 27, I got a birth chart reading, and it really just opened my eyes to this world of astrology and birth charts and how it all works. It was so accurate, and I needed to learn more. So I truly dove in and learned the language of astrology. In no way am I an expert, but it's been such a fun way for me to connect with friends and with guests on the podcast. So at the end of each episode, We've been doing little birth chart readings just to see how it connects back to what we were talking about. And it's been really interesting to kind of learn about our guests on that astrological level. That being said, here is our lovely guest, Kristen McAtee, and her birth chart reading. Hope you enjoy. Should we get into this little mini birth chart reading? (laughs) Yes, please. Let's go. (laughs) I'm so excited. All right. So have you ever gotten a birth chart read before your birth chart? Um briefly very little i've done a a little bit of my own research as well um i definitely identify with a lot of things i have read but no i haven't i haven't been fully you know talked to dived into it so i'm really stoked for this is there anything that surprised you so far about like my what i'm saying versus my chart or are you is are things just really tracking it's, here it's, yeah, it's all it's all that. It's so yeah. Okay. So to start, we're gonna start with like your big three. So your sun, your moon, your rising. Your sun is kind of like who you are, how you present yourself to the world, um, kind of like your self identity. Your rising sign is how other people perceive you and sort of like your life path and the journey that you kind of follow throughout life is your rising. And then your moon sign is like how you feel deep inside um, your inner voice, how the people closest to you know you best. So your sun is in Aries. So Aries is a lot of enthusiastic inner child energy, um, passionate about creative projects and releasing that creative power. You can maybe be a bit hot and cold at times, um, but you push along ideas with like vision and I want to say like fire and gusto. It's the first of the zodiac, so it's like you're you're coming out strong, and that's in your fifth house of creative projects and children and um, just art in general. So it's like the the overall like sense of identity is really focused on um, having this passionate, you know, power to create create yeah. creative projects, which is awesome. And it's like you that's what you do for your job, which is perfectly in line. Um, you're rising. So how people first, uh, when they meet you, what they kind of perceive of you, plus your life path is in Sagittarius. And so that's another fire sign. And Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the planet of expansion, growth, um, luck. And Sagittarius rules travel, higher learning, philosophy. So you're kind of approaching your life in a way of loving travel, loving learning, um, knowledge. You might be a little blunt uh to people might be a little loud sometimes because Sagittarius is very you know out there you're not the type of person who walks into the room and is like in the corner not talking to anyone like you're like hello nice to meet you exactly I'm Kristen (laughs) Um, which is awesome and the Sagittarius risings too are one of the most positive and optimistic people personalities you know it's like when people meet you they just feel this this energy of optimism which is beautiful yep and then Your moon sign, so your emotional state is Pisces in the fourth house. So this is 
intuitive Pisces. So you have a lot of Pisces in your chart. Your moon is there, your Mercury, your Venus, your Saturn, all in Pisces. So that's just, you have a very Piscean energy about you, um, which is very intuitive. You're a caretaker, you're emotional. Um, your emotions are fluid. You feel really deeply, especially in the fourth house is home life. So your family or friends that are family, roots, where you feel like the most grounded is where you're rooted from. And this is a place that is maybe complicated for you because you have a lot in the fourth house. So you have your moon, your Mercury, which is how you communicate, your Venus, which is how you see beauty, and then your Saturn, which is kind of the challenging aspect of your chart. So all of these planets are in your fourth house of home, and they're all in Pisces. So Roots to you, um, they're important in the way that you see beauty, in the way that you communicate. You need to always feel like you are breaking down the barriers between people that are close to you. Um, you might not have good boundaries when it comes to people in your like home life, yeah. but you're very intuitive. Yeah. Um, maybe you've also, since Saturn is there, like you had issues of being like way too empathetic towards people at home and mm -hmm. getting taken advantage of on that front. Um, because Saturn again is this like kind of really, uh, it's the opposite of Jupiter, which is expansion and growth. Yeah. Um, you also people pleaser. So it's like, you want to try to make sure that everyone around you are happy. And in turn with Pisces, you can be a little bit detached at the same time. So this feeling of, you know, being super empathetic, super intuitive, caretaking, but then maybe when things get hard, you kind of pull away and detach. And yes. a lot of this exists in this family, family roots, hometown, friends are a family realm. That you nailed that so well. But when you said the friends are family thing, that's, that is how I, I've used that exact phrase. That's exactly how I've lived. I'm not the closest with my family really. Um, well, I wouldn't say closest, but I'll say comfortable. Like they're not mm -hmm. somebody I confide in when I have a bad day. I don't think to go run to family at all. I mean, I got out of my hometown as quickly as I could. Um, so that definitely tracks But my friends since a young age that they've been who I run to when I need to get out of my home because my childhood wasn't, was not the healthiest, was not the best. So whenever I wanted to run, it was to friends and yeah, I love that. I use the word run and it's funny you say detach because that's exactly what I do when I'm like, get me out of this run. Mm -hmm. Hence why I'm yeah. going to New York. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, that's also your Sagittarius rising. You're like, let's go, let's travel. Right. And Whoa. if we go back to um, Jupiter, so Jupiter is the planet of expansion and growth. Um, your Jupiter is in the first house. And so it's funny because, and that's your Jupiter is also in Sagittarius. So you have the Sagittarius rising. You also have this Jupiter in Sagittarius. So it's like double Jupiter Sagittarius energy of like grow, expand, learn, travel, just like get out there, just do all these things and like absorb everything you can. Um, Leslie and I both have Jupiter in our first house too. And it is sort of this like lucky planet where very good at manifesting, very good at setting your mind to something and seeing it happen. Um, you know, like very good at goal. Like, you know, I have this goal and I want, I'm not going to stop until this happens type of energy. Yeah. Um, and that's in your first house. And so I said, you find a lot of expansion growth in your sense of self and your sense of self image. Um, Jupiter represents abundance, optimism. Um, 
And then, however, you also, which I've never seen this before because your first house is kind of like, um, if there's planets in your first house, it's just very prominent in your chart. Mm. And you have two conflicting planets here. So you have Jupiter, which is expansion and growth, but then you also have Pluto here. And Pluto is this planet, it's, you know, the farthest away, the dimmest light in the, in the gal or in the solar system. And it represents transitions, death, power, revenge, and rebirth. And so there may be an intensity about you or an intensity within you that indicates you might be a private person depend or considering that you're very outgoing. So you kind of have this feeling of this like inner darkness almost that is ever present under the surface. So it's like people meet you, they're like, oh, Kristen, like optimistic travel, luck, woo. But then right here, you just have this like this little darkness cloud. That tracks so well. <laughs> I'm mind but what I'm know. telling you, what I'm telling you is that your north nodes, your life path is in Scorpio in the 12th house. This is the most prominent house for transformation, diving in underneath the surface, um, unearthing the underworld of your subconscious, like deep conversations, lots of psychic energy. Have you ever had like psychic oh, things happen to you? Because with your Pisces and your 12th house, I'm <laughs> like, girl, you are a natural psychic, 100%. Yes. I. It's A lot of weird things with my family. I'm very connected with my sister too. We'll have dreams where we'll wake up at the same time and call each other. And we Whoa. we have several recurring dreams as children where we're, where I wake up, her dream starts and it's the rest of it. Um, a lot of like extraterrestrial things that track into us since we were children to our dad, to our mom, to our grandma. Like there's, there's, I'm definitely aware of that kind of psychic, um, other ability. I don't know how to, yeah. like, I feel like I can touch another dimension sometimes. Yeah. That is literally the theme of that's the theme of the 12th house and having your north node there that's as you get older and as you go through more life lessons and learn you're going to keep venturing towards that 12th house of those themes and just being a lot more in touch with your intuition and kind of like the back of house of your brain and like being comfortable there because Scorpio is the sign of um it's ruled by so Pluto is ruled by Scorpio so those themes too of like the underworld and kind of the darkness there. And I think you might feel sometimes like it's uncomfortable to go into the darkness, but what your chart is telling you is that like, it's okay to go there and it's okay to exist in that because the spectrum of human emotion is all over the place, you know, and um, you're on the light, you're on the right path by doing that. And by Mm -hmm. like, you know, having a podcast to talk about this and doing all these outlets to just get that darkness out in a way that's healthy. That feels Um, so good to hear. Because I, I didn't tackle that darkness until maybe the past two years of my life. And I knew it was there. And it would come out through anger. Inner yeah. anger. Not towards people mm-hmm. necessarily. Just inner anger. I was a very angry child. And I feel like mm-hmm. I, I just didn't know how to understand or feel this darkness. Because there's also a lot of anger in my household. So that was mm-hmm. the only way I knew how to express it. And then once... Yeah honestly, after getting out of a relationship and kind of being thrown into the world, being like, you can't be dependent on anybody anymore. You, I, I struggle with a lot of codependency at my, I come from a, my, my mom's an alcoholic. So like, that's a big thing where, mm-hmm. you know, children of alcoholics, codependency is like one of the big things you get stuck with. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, it, but anybody listening, if you're in that, it's, 
it's totally repairable. You, there's a lot of good qualities that you got from it too, that will come out if you learn how to deal with them and how to feel them. But back to what you're saying, it's nice to hear that because there's been times where I'm like, Oh my gosh, I released all this darkness that I'm aware of now and it's heavy. And will I ever get over it? Will I ever be comfortable with it? So it's nice to hear that, you know, my chart speaks that it's, it's a calling. It's, it's something Mm -hmm. that I should be doing. I'm kind of getting the most of this human experience by doing it. So thank you. Exactly. (laughs) And the more that you do it, the easier it will be to express it. So you're not holding on so much, you know, and kind of keeping it in. And with Pisces too, having all that Pisces energy, it's very fluid. Like you kind of need to let it out and you need to have this, like, it's, it's a water sign, you know, it's like, you need to have this flow of emotion that is not being stuck and, Um, it's interesting too, because your Chiron, so Chiron is kind of like the biggest wound in our birth chart. So it, as you get older, you learn to grow out of it as well. You learn to heal your Chiron and yours is in the 10th house. And so the 10th house represents, um, your reputation and how the public views you. So through your life, you'll go through challenges to help you grow in this space and learn how to be less self-critical and controlling in the theme of work notability and how others see you so it's like you'll have all these kind of like challenges thrown at you to be like okay I can't let this be my wound I Mm -hmm. have to rebirth I have to transform I literally did that I'm doing it right now you're doing it that's (laughs) crazy this is crazy I swear I didn't do an FBI search on you (laughs) I mean in a way can you argue a birth chart is something they need to be using in the FBI I, Honestly, I agree. Yes. <laughs> I, I can only hope that they have a really good astrologer over there. Just like they, they need one. Yeah. Yes. Astrology is just so comforting. I mean, hearing all of these things, you know, it's like when I've had my birth chart read, you know, like right now I'm going through my Saturn return. And I, what mm-hmm. did you say with mine? Marissa? Like mine's in the health it's, house. Yeah. Ha- or the or house of health. So Saturn return <laughs> happens every 28 and a half, 29 years. And it is this um, occurrence where Saturn comes back to its natal point in your birth chart and highlights everything that you need to change in order to grow into like the next evolution of yourself. So bad habits, like, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that's holding you back, you kind of are forced to deal with it. And depending on what house it's in, um, that's the, you know, category it affects. And for Leslie, it's in her sixth house of health and bodily routine (laughs) and schedules and work, work work-life balance. And for you, yeah, you've had a lot of things happen in that house recently for sure yeah and yours so when you turn 29 um in a few years right two years three years three years you're 95 right yes um it's in your fourth house so it's going to be a lot of letting go of how of like roots and home issues and family issues and learning how to deal with your family it's a hard time but once you get through it you feel like a weight has been lifted i had a feeling that's what mine would be around his family stuff because as much as I've started working on it I've barely scratched the surface I know there's so much deeper stuff that I need to let go for my future love my future children my future Mm -hmm. health just everything so that tracks (laughs) yeah man that's the gist thanks for letting me read it for you good job Marissa first of all that was you're so 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 well done I I, I love astrology too, like what you're saying. There's so much comfort in it, but kind of back to what I was saying earlier, I'm very, um, I love science and I love psychology yeah. and all that. And I love 
that even somebody with a logical mind can still see the credibility in it. It's not just magic and potions like people think it is. It's it's totally science. And yeah, you got to believe it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Diving In. This show is a Resonant Media production produced by Drake Peterson and edited by Chris McCone. The theme song is by Rob Schinelli. As always, if you liked this episode, please share us with your friends and family and give us a five-star review and hit that subscribe button to be reminded when a new episode comes out. If you have any questions for the show, our email is info at divingin.community.